cool guy, Sex Pest. They took Sonic and took Mario and were like, now kiss. Oh yes, I noticed those cheeks. <laughs> I'm Harrison! And I'm Jordan! And this is Free For Originally created by Naughty Dog for the PlayStation, and we ain't talking five, we're talking one original. Throw that shit in the trash. So we don't need no feedback controllers. We don't need yep. no thumbsticks in the wrong nope. places. What? Fuck. We just want old spongy D-pads, and we want that weird 90s gray complexion. Touch it. Do Touch it. it. Feel it. Great. Taste it. Don't taste it. It's old. And we need a little <laughs> orange guy who goes, whoa. So Jordan, please in your finest woman fruit, because autocorrect change it from wumpa fruit to woman fruit. I got autocorrected. Describe to the wonderful viewers and listeners, Crash Bandicoot. After bad scientist, Dr. Neocortex shoots his Evolvo Ray to transform local wildlife into a super soldier army, he selects Crash and Marsupial Bandicoot to be his general, only for him to become attached to a sexy lady coot become rejected by the Cortex Vortex and be cast out of Cortex's castle into the ocean below. The sexy lady coot known as Torna is next in line to become brainwashed by the Cortex Vortex and it's up to Crash with the help of an island spirit mask by the name of Aku Aku to stop Dr. Cortex. Save the island and the world! The world! So let's talk about our first memories, Jordan. My first memories. I was born. <laughs> I was born. That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, my first memory of playing Crash Bandicoot was in the mystical, the mythical Charlie Chalks. I don't know if you remember Charlie Chalks. I have no... Is it like a wacky warehouse kind of it deal? It is. It's exactly like a wacky warehouse, but a smaller knockoff brand. To, to uh, American listeners and the uninitiated, it is kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, which I actually just realized is spelled Chuck E. Cheese, not Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Yeah. I'm name, learning. Wait, Chuck is short for Charlie, right? So his name is Charlie. Charlie Ch E. Cheese. Charlie E. Cheese. <laughs> Charles E. Cheese. You can't just go abbreviating things or William wait. William. <laughs> I fucking love that. I just read something else though. It's not chalk and cheese. It's different. It's chalk and cheese. Charlie Chalks. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my god. What is this? Why are you having revelations within the first like 30, 30 seconds of the episode? Yeah, I uh, wait, I don't know if this is staying in or if it's being cut out or what. Mimi, it's your choice. But we've just unraveled <laughs> something wanna... that I didn't even that, that wasn't even planned. I didn't even think about going into anything about that sort of stuff. So that was a weird one. Okay, oh. back to the episode. Okay. <laughs> so these, these kind of play areas would usually have old retro consoles set up. And it was really nice because you got to play games that you wouldn't usually get to play at home because I didn't have a PlayStation. So I would found this console, the PlayStation, with horribly sticky controls because kids lick everything. And it was usually loaded up with demo discs with loads of different games. So I did actually play Crash 2. I have more memories of Crash 2, I'll be honest with you. I didn't rhymed. And the mythical Hercules that only existed in demo form, which we've spoken about before. Hercules? Yes. Funny you mean. I mean Honkules. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go the first two or three levels on this game. Um and that was all I'd seen. That is all I had seen. So what what are your first memories, Jordan? What do you remember of this? 
I remember my dad buying me a PS1 when I was younger. I just kind of like got in the car after school and yeah. then uh, my dad and my mum were there. And they were like, here, and they gave me a PlayStation 1 and I have no idea why. You were sat in the but back of the box like. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what this is. Thank you. <laughs> What's then, a strange uh, gray parcel? I can't, and then I, uh, I came downstairs in the morning and my cousin had set it up for me. He came over and set it up and he was playing. Oh, nice. Crash 2, I think. Okay. Uh, but then I played Crash 1 at a later date, and hot damn did I enjoy Crash 1. Crash 1 the, is great. The bright colors and everything, and like the like island and like <laughs> jumping on. It's so good. It's like a fucking. It's just amazing. I love it. It is really, really good. It, it did stick in my mind a lot just for its like charming characters. Like the way that Crash like emotes as he's going through the level. Is something that really stuck with me for a long time, and the Aku Aku yeah. that the Udabagapa Dung Dung is like. <laughs> so, I never even had the game, and it stuck in my head just from hearing that jingle. Obviously, being yeah. like a musical person, I guess it's because of the rhythm that goes with it. But even people who know the game, when I would do that, they would always think when I said about the mask, the noise when you lose it, which is like, what does he do for that one? It's it's almost like. <laughs> The witch doctor thing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> walla walla, big man. Ooh, it's just Ooh, uh, uh, <laughs> random shit and then it disappears. Yeah. 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 And I like to be able to like load it up so you get one mask and then you get two and it changes the colors and then you wear it eventually. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. I, I think it lost something when it got translated to like higher def though. Like, Crash mm. became, I liked how angular he was and like he had the big smile and stuff. But as soon as they added more, yeah. they had these big, goofy ass teeth. And then instead of looking like a cool little character doing a dance, he looks like a sex pest. He, he What's does, that about? yeah. It's lost a lot of charm. They made him very, very Compare. ugly in the later ones. comparisons up there? Cool guy, sex pest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go hand in hand. <laughs> so let's talk our playthrough this time. I imagine it was quite different playing it as an older, older man as we are now with slower reaction speeds. And I've got to be honest with you up front because I scummed the f*** out of this. <laughs> I mean, I'm covered in a dense layer of scum and slime and save points. I will send okay. an image of my uh, my downloads to this. Not hang on, wait. About the game, just to clarify. <laughs> um, my porn, no. No. Yeah, because I actually played this in browser because the future is a thing. It meant I could hook it up with my correctly placed, where are they? Where are they? There they are. Thumbsticks. That was backwards <laughs> on the camera. Um, and I could play it with an Xbox control. And this was to okay. the likes of Stu. He let me know that we could play this in browser to up to, I think the GameCube games now you can actually play in browser. But I had to save later on to almost all the jumps. I was disgusted in myself. It's saving a jump at a time. It was. It got so annoying at some of the hard it's bits. one small leap for uh, has. It was. One small bound for Crash Bandicoot. It lost its fun at some points, I will say, because of that. Because I was after like, save, and then load the save in the browser. So yeah. what, what about you? How, how did you play? Very aggressively. I, I've, I can't say I've ever beat this game before. Like, oh, right. I don't think I ever beat it as a kid because I just like other games, you know? Mm -hmm. So I... Uh, I smashed the f*** <laughs> out of this. I started playing it the other day, yeah. and then I lost the save. And then I started again, and I got through it in, like, nearly three hours. I well just I, I did what we PC gamers call W-keying, which is I just <laughs> held forward. Yeah, and just I was go. Like, I am getting through this. <laughs> I beat the stuff like the ball running thing and, like, first try. Nice, stuff like nice. that. It's like, I ain't f***ing <laughs> with this. 
Um, but I played it on this handy dandy little Anbernic oh, 350. Look it looks way dirtier than it is. It was good. It played mm. really well, and I was really impressed with it. I think I saved at one point because it it started jittering in like one area, and I was really worried it was going to crash out. All right, uh, hurt puns. Unintentional. Uh, <laughs> But it was really good. This is courtesy of Retro Dodo on YouTube. Mm. So thank you so much, uh, Brandon, for that. Yeah, it you is wonderful man. Serving me well. Do you think? Do you think it translated to handheld better than it would do on modern screens? I think so. Yeah, because th this the screen on this thing is quite small, mm -hmm. so it definitely lent itself to that. Because obviously CRTs were really <laughs> low quality, and it it was you know the pixel density was non-existent so no yeah. this is really good because it condenses it down it makes it look how you remember it kind of thing yeah like if you you know not remembering it through rose tinted glasses it was just really good overall awesome awesome i mean the the browser that i played it on let you put a crt v effect on it so you could That's play it, it like how it looked which was really cool it also had a smoothing feature so you could make it so it looked more modern which was kind of cool um, but I actually played it without those on because I kind of liked the pixel art looking version. Uh, yeah. The only problem I'll say that it had with it was that there was a lot of sound tearing when it was trying to render right, the sound. Yeah, okay. So that was the only downside because it's got some pretty cool music to be fair. We will get into the music later on. Um, but I want to talk about mechanics. What mechanics okay. got you jibbing and jabbing and jiving, Jordan? That's a lot of J's. Jumping on things. Yes. Jumping. Another Jumping. J. Yep. <laughs> running spinning and that's it i think that's about it that is, there's not a lot of mechanics it is quite simple it's it reminds me a lot of another game that was spoken about earlier and it was on our one of our earlier youtube videos which is sonic the hedgehog and it's yes. kind of like they took sonic and took mario and were like now kiss which you can find on the internet i'm sure i'm sure shark selective come across that rule 34 uh, somewhere yeah um you got the mask power up which lets you have a shield which is kind of like the superstar or the shield and I like how you build up the layers, like I said earlier. So you go up through the different layers of mask. If you if you wear two masks and you get hit once, do you still have the mask? I can't remember. You still have one mask, yes. Okay, so you have like the red and blue feathered one and then you get the yellow yeah. and red, right? Okay, cool. I actually really like the design of the mask from like a visual standpoint because of how angular it is, but also because there's nothing else that has that high contrast in hue red and blue. So you always know what it is. No matter yeah. how far it is in the distance coming in a box, you can always see that it's one of the shield masks. Yes, exactly. That's really, really good. The design on it is surprisingly really good. Yeah. Like down to like going into labs or going through uh, like a forest or going through like built up wooded areas like mm -hmm. or a, a massive gate. It's just, it all flows really well and nothing feels out of place despite being a game about us like... <laughs> sentient marsupial you know what i mean yeah yeah it I mean, all feels like it's meant to be in the world whereas sonic can be a bit disjointed in places yeah you kind of like who built this big loop the loop in the middle of this wood <laughs> yeah exactly i will say that playing it on a big screen had some problems with the art style and i don't know if maybe you didn't notice this on a smaller screen because of how objects will have looked but i was mistiming jumps really really badly uh, sometimes I couldn't tell if a platform was a distance away or if it was at the same level. So sometimes I was jumping and I was missing it because it was actually you just had to walk forward. Yeah, I I didn't come across that much. But okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, mm. I, I think there was one level where it was in like, 
I forget what it was called now. It's like you're in uh, like a dark tomb kind of thing and you're jumping across like stone cut pillars and stuff. That was the same one for me, yeah. Jumping into the background was definitely hard. Um, yeah. and jumping into the foreground, but jumping side to side, it wasn't too bad. No, that 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 seemed fine. And a lot of the times when you're jumping sideways, the level was orientated in a way that it wasn't diagonal jumps. You can diagonally jump, which is weird when you think about it like that. Um, but most of the time when you went sideways, it was just a straight direction, wasn't it? So that you didn't fall off, which was kind of nice. If you hesitate a jump, you are f***ed. Like if you think, oh, I'm not going to make yep. it. And you like, you pull back. You are absolutely f***ed. It is as dodgy as Koala Kong's legs, as I have put there. <laughs> Editor, pull up that zoom in hands. You can see his legs when he like does this weird shuffly thing sideways. Um, and I also have a problem that, and I understand why they do it, that when you spin, you can whap away your wumps. Because I kept doing it and I was like, my wumps! It just like, I was shooting them off and shooting extra lives away. Annoying. Shooting my wumps. My wumps, no! My wumps! <laughs> No, I, I do like that it's dangerous. Like, it, the recklessness yeah. does take you over sometimes. Like, nothing is sacred or safe. But <laughs> Your wumps aren't safe here. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it is kind of frustrating in part. Um, I, I did send Haz a screenshot or a picture of the Anbanik where mm. I was like, I'm not saying I'm a god or anything, but it's just like <laughs> me with 99 lives that I yeah. got legitimately. It's like, this is easy. I will tell you now, Harrison, they mm. did not stay there for long. Oh, I can imagine. Like the later Certain levels. Bits, like bridge too far and stuff like that. I was yeah. just looking at it like I'm walking on the ropes. Yeah, I, I tried that as well. Certain bits legit well. and then other bits were like, that looks fucking awful. Oh, dodgy this, getting past it, getting past it. How did you find smashing crates? Because I, I will go on record to say this is one of the most satisfying crate smashing games. Second only to Dark Souls. I will allow it. I will yeah. allow that. that uh, will you uh, say on, on, on tier? On, 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 on tier. <laughs> on on tier. par. On par, that's the word. I know golf. <laughs> I would say so. I do mm. also really like, do you know the like, the ones with the lines down them that you can bounce on multiple times? Yes, and you go did, 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 did. I feel like in the bonus levels, when you bounce on them, or I can't remember if it's those or like standard crates where you just bounce, bounce, bounce. It sounds like they're saying bouncy when you break them. Yeah. Boom, dip, boom. Yeah, it does. It's got yeah, like quite does, a nice like cadence to it. Yeah. And I do it like does. when you do like if you're bouncing on one of the bouncy ones between a vertical thing that the it goes up in pitch yeah. as you do it. It goes. Exactly. So you can you like time it. Ten times each. Is it 10? I was I, I didn't count, but I presumed it was going to be 10 because it was way more than like the requisite five. Yeah. And I can't count higher than five. So I stopped there. <laughs> Joke's on you. I can't read. Yeah. yeah ha -ha. Um, I do like the box stacking timing puzzles, if you remember those, which is like yeah. when you've got dynamite with an extra life and then like a steel box and you've got to like smash the middle one. Let's see where Minecraft got their ideas from. Not saying the copying. But also, I'm not saying these guys copied from Mario with their turtles and they're bouncing on the shells. And you get the point. You, you get I what do. I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. I found that going diagonally, like on a lot of other old games, increases the velocity of the character quite a lot. Yeah, I've heard that. That's really weird. Mm. I, I'd never tried to, but I, uh, I, I've heard that about a lot of other games in the past. I'm just gutted I didn't remember. I'll give it a try after this. I got the speed of light. Ah! It's, it's what it's like, like on GoldenEye. I remember you could press the, the C buttons to like sidestep. 
So I'd like sidestep around levels and turn the control stick and you could like fly through sh- 007 <laughs> shooting sideways. I also liked on GoldenEye just to sidetrack a second and Mimi, if you can find a clip of this, this would be hilarious. It, when you crouch and move on GoldenEye, your legs don't move. You just got like one knee on the floor and the other leg out backwards and you're just like sliding across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. You know what? Saying that, that was actually in one of our Aliens videos that... The one with me, Mike, and Stu. And Mimi, you actually edited this. I just remembered. There is a clip of one of the characters doing that, even in a modern game, because she put the little wee, wee, like sound effect <laughs> over it as you were sliding around. Sick drift. Next section, Jordan. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. This style of game. This style of game. So most of this game focuses on forward momentum, which is weird because in my mind, it doesn't feel like I spent that much of it running forward. It was like nicely separated between side scrolling and running towards the camera with the stuff like Boulder Run. But I I was surprised when I got to side scrolling, were you? Kind of, yeah. It, it does feel like it limits the game a little bit in parts mm. because it is quite a, uh, you wouldn't think it, it's quite a robust no. system really and a way of playing it. They've done a lot yeah. with it. Despite it being such a simple pro- like process of playing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, running left to right just seemed weird. Especially in the later levels. And it swapped back and forth too. It's crazy. Yeah, it w- there was one particular section in a later level. And I think it was one of the... I think it was Generator Room. It was one of the levels on Island 3 at least. Like the one with all the hot, hot pipes. That sort of stuff. There was a bit where there was an elevator going up. And you had to like get past the hot pipes as it was going to push you into them. And it expected you at one point to move towards the screen. So like there was two lifts like that and you had to walk towards, and it completely caught me off guard. And it's the only point in the game where that happens. I know exactly which part you're talking about. I remember that part. There's a part where you got to jump over the pipes. There's a bit Mm. where you got to walk off of it. So you don't like fall, like when you're jumping and you got to walk towards the camera. There's a bit with the staircase and it's like, Oh, the staircase. Oh, it's a jump. And I was like, oh, no, that's in the foreground. Just like, yeah, and oh, like, fucking straight down. <laughs> oh, and those like spinny little lift things. If you fall down, it like sets them all back and you've got to like hit them to put them back to yeah. jump up like that. Every one of those. First try somehow. Really nice. First try. I was like, I'm I am a god. I am the thing these people worship. I am Aku Aku. Also, a quick note of... The girlfriend being in the bonus stage. Why is she there? I thought he was why going to she, save her. Why, why is she so sexualized? Very sexy. I mean, sexualized. <laughs> like, put up, put up an image. Like, baby, please. Put up an image of what Torna looks like in the PS1 game. And then put up what she looks like in the, like, crash. It's about time or whatever. And then... So I just want more to see if you've got any more hands that love her. You don't know what else I'm raising. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if there's... I, she's just so sexualized. Why? Mm. Tiny, tiny but pants, Crash, very long legs. Crash has got to have a big ass dick. Yeah. Like, Huge you know swinging I mean? wallet. Are they the only two like anthropomorphic marsupials? You know what I mean? She got, she drew the short straw. She really. did. Yes, she definitely did. She, she got the, she got the one that is definitely brain damaged. Crash take like dying from one hit. I've got to say, he wouldn't have been the best general for an army. No, he wouldn't, would he? No. At least all the other bosses, like... <laughs> no, of course. I, wait, what are the other ones? One of them's a rat, isn't he? He's... Is he uh, a, that's a Pinstripe Pottero. Pottero. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Potter. Oh, well, we'll get... Actually, that's a good place to move on, because we'll get on to our bosses in just a moment. As okay. we talk about visuals and sound, next. 
that the styling and the visuals of this game is pretty outstanding. I think it's iconic. I love all the designs. I love the character animation and I love the idol animation even more. When he pulls out a, wump, a wumper, is it wumper or wumper? Wumper fruit? Wumper. And he throws it up and it doesn't come back down and he's like, <laughs> no, well, uh, just like the art style first, I suppose. Like oh, it was very yeah. squishy animation, very stretchy, very uh, Warner Brothers, which I got. And I actually noticed in one of yeah. the videos in the making of, they were talking about how they were heavily inspired by Warner Brothers characters. And it's very um, tied to Tasmanian Devil, including the spin. At uh, Taz. Yeah. That's, what did I did say? say tie? Oh, I said I said tie. I was thinking tie to Tasmanian Tiger. Another great yeah. game. Yeah. So I do like how vibrant everything is. Like mm. you'll be going through like going, what's it, up the stream or up the river, whatever. Uh, that, yeah, like, up the stream, I think. The leaves and like the red plants like let it bite are the purple ones. Yeah. Like, everything's yeah. so bright and like colourful. Crash dying a lot. The ways he dies are kind of interesting. But yeah. it's it's so child friendly, despite actually getting quite difficult in parts. Mm -hmm. It is the it's the art direction. It seems really generic, but it's so well done. And that's carried out throughout like the rest of the games. Like, yeah, it's so consistent. It's so colourful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it really it's is. It's ridiculous. And like that's something we've touched on in so many other episodes when we've been like revering certain games when they hit a certain style and they just nail it all the way through, even though the levels change quite a lot. So they go from yeah. more natural like jungles and ruins and then they go up to like the big castle thing at the end and you've got the machine factories on the way and toxic waste and heavy machinery with its hot pipes, yeah. as I said, when you get too close and it's spooking me. I don't like that. No, he just he just turns into <laughs> dust. Yeah, he, he hits such a hot pipe. <laughs> He just combusts immediately. Yeah, yeah, you get blown up and his shoes and his eyeballs land. Like, that's so... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That reminds me of, like, um, what's that other production company who did games for the Ataris? Bitmap Brothers. It reminds me a lot of that, like Chaos Engine and uh, Magic Pockets, if you ever played that. Maybe. I can't remember, honestly. It's a long time ago. Also, M is coming up, so we're going to have to debate whether Magic Pockets or Metroid. <gasps> that, that is a very tough one for you, I'm sure. It is. They're two games from my childhood that, like, they hit I, hard. They hit hard. There, there are so many good death animations. And again, that carries on as the games progress, too. So, like, mm. in the other ones, like, if he gets cut, like, if someone swings a sword and he gets cut in half, his top part of his body will stay there and his legs will walk away. Oh, really? Or, like, when you, yeah, when you get hit by, like, the rolling stones in this as well, he just gets flattened. It's yes. Just, yeah. It's so good. Like, it's so cartoony despite being 3D. They Which, remind me of the, uh, yeah, you know, the bowling great. animations. Like when you get a strike and they're on the screen at the top. <laughs> Why are they so fucking surreal? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of surreal moments. in Like a lot of the music's very, very strange. Like it's not, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like themes. It's just like atmosphere. Yeah. And it just like interjects bits of sound. Like there's a bit with the brass pipes. It was in actually in the heavy machinery thing. It's like an old brass sample. It's like, beep, beep, beep. And then it. It's just like noises. It's just that. machinery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really, really weird. weird. Um, are there any of the bosses that stick out to you? Because like when I first got to Papu Papu, the big, um, like he's the tribe leader. Yeah, the chieftain. I didn't realize it was a boss fight. It was suddenly I was in a thing, and then I thought I was going to be talking to him. Like I'm um, in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> then he starts spinning his big stick around. With a mostly round. naked man. Oh my yeah. god! Run, crash, run. <laughs> when he turns around, he's got a serious pair of cheeks on him as well. I don't know if you've noticed that. 
Yeah, he does. Uh, Ripperoo uh, has it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I did. Oh yes, I noticed those cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Ripperoo's got that laugh sample. It's like eh! it, like it's been used in loads of things, but it's sped up even more. Yeah, I I think Ripperoo is probably my favourite out of those. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's awkward as fuck <laughs> because I remember it being a really hard fight when I was younger. Yeah. Literally, the top right and top left squares never get touched. Yeah, I noticed that. They after are a like few tries. Yeah. the safest place. I was a moron as a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's me feeling like a moron now, knowing that it took me a while. <laughs> no, it. The timings are awkward because you got to be like, mm. right. But in the end, I was like, I'll jump on them, and if they get him, they get him. Yeah. Because um, I was like planning this out was just gonna take ages. Explain getting vods. N- yeah. Yeah, no, knowing that it's like those ones are safe. I was like, God, I was a stupid child. How did I not figure that out? I was like, yeah. everything is off limits. I must move. <laughs> Got to keep moving. Yeah, I don't know which of my favorite bosses was. I, I actually quite liked the scientist guy at the end who turned into like a giant Frankenstein and you had to like jump off stuff. And like the only other boss that gave me any trouble was the pinstripe put put. put Patata, Patataroo. His last laugh. I can't even <laughs> say his name. Pinstripe Patutaroo or whatever his name is. Pottero. I, I just saw Pinstripe Pot is what shows his it. name. I'm pretty sure. I was like, yeah. fair play. Yep, that's but... it. For some reason he's got a Tommy gun and he's jumping about an office and he's a mobster. Yeah, that it. one's a bit real to life, isn't it? Compared to the other ones. Yeah, like, he's like a CEO, isn't got he? A, this one's just got a <laughs> gun. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anything, he should be the general. Like, just give the animals guns. Well, that's... Yeah, the other bosses are like, oh, we've got a koala who throws rocks. We've got Mm. a big chieftain who's not an animal. He's just a bloke. Yeah. And then we've got, I don't know, (laughs) Cortex. And he's got a (laughs) rat with a gun. What? (laughs) Nose, mate. (laughs) Are there any levels that stand out to you that you wanted to to mention? The first level is... Mm. The, one of the most classic video games levels I have ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And the it music, really is. it's just, it's so good. But uh, I think I always quite liked the uh, the up the river level. I think, I yeah. can't remember what it's called. Something about that. Uh, and the bridge too far one, despite being an absolute bastard, is very good. It's really nicely designed level with like the, the mist and you can see the castle in the background. Like I, I think that's really cool the way they designed that. To yeah. me, I think, which ones have I got here? So we've got Generator Room, which is the one when you actually get to see Cortex's face floating on the cameras. And it was either, I think this came out before Abe's Odyssey, but it, it's got some serious Abe's Odyssey vibes. I think Abe's Odyssey was yeah. a year or two later. Just the atmosphere, like the creepy, dark factory. So I imagine it might have inspired Abe's Odyssey a little bit um, with its tones. Um, must be a nightmare for Cortex to get to work through, is one of my first thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Just going to the office. Starts on Island 1, just like Crash does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, toxic Waste with the bears throwing the bouncing barrels. That was a pretty great level. With a nightmare before Christmas looking mayor mother <laughs> people. And when you whap them, if you cl- zoom in on the face, <laughs> it's actually really funny as they fly away. I do. What's with the scientists that just like trying to static shock you? as well yeah yeah what what's with them and it's like you hit them and like ah i'm electric and then they're not like what yeah they like stutter don't they yeah like knock off bioshock they they again the sound sample when you knock them off it's and they go like the, yeah it's like, the really famous scream sound the one that isn't 
the Wilhelm scream. It's the other one that yeah. was in the start of Real Monsters, if anyone remembers that from Nickelodeon. It's the same sound sample. My final one to mention is Slippery Climb, which is the way going up to the final two levels. Why is that such a long level? Some of these levels take ages. And the, the platforms that have, you can't calculate the way they move. It's like a, a pin that moves sideways. And then it's got these platforms that rotate around it, but they go like all over the shop. Yeah. And you're like trying to calculate where to jump. And it's like, I can't even see how they move. Yeah, at a certain point, I was just like, I'm just holding forward and jump and hoping. Yeah, just hoping. it to work, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it does. Like you manage to time it quite right. I did like the little grabby arms sticking out of things that you had to like jump on. That was really, really cool. But yeah, that that's pretty much everything for me. Like I think... Other than the smashing crate face was pretty awesome. When you miss ones and he's like, he shields himself and they drop on his head. And then he's like, <laughs> I, I love they, his face. Where do they come from? You know God what knows. I mean? Is Aku Aku just like, you've packed it, Crash. You've you missed these. Hey, I've had to go back and get him. You, you ginger bastard. Like and he's throwing <laughs> stuff at him. Carrying him on top of his little mask head, like floating him around. <laughs> so there is a 100% weird ending, Jordan. When you get to the end, Crash flies okay. away on yeah. a weird thing. And he's been carried by Tana. Yes. I want to know, have you ever 100%ed it? No. And I I really hope I never have to, because that sounds no. like hell. Well, that's the challenge for this week! Just quits the Burrito. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't know how people do it. Like, to try and get all the blocks is really, really hard. Like, there's a few levels where I tried, and there's a lot of stuff to get where you have to... It's like the gems and the keys. Like, I don't even find any of those. Yeah, you got to backtrack. Like, even the first level. Like, really? You got to do the right track, and then you got to walk back on yourself to the left one, and then go. Ah, okay. Like, you can't... Yeah, you've got, literally got to backtrack in, like, the first level or two. No way. Right, well... Uh, it is ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. I'll, I'll watch some other people do it, because I don't have yeah. the time, but... I'm just going to watch the ending on YouTube, because we live in 2022 now. The future! <laughs> the future is here! It Whoa. is! Whoa! Yeah, I, I did like it, and I like some of the, the history behind it. I did have a look at how the game was made. The the developer actually just cut out 30% of the PlayStation's library code, which is like, no, <laughs> we don't need that. And that's why Crash <laughs> looks so much better than a lot of other games at the time. Like he was comparing yeah. it to um, the first Lara Croft, uh, the first Tomb Raider yeah. game, and how it's like all the corridors are square blocks. The textures are absolutely ass. But Crash Bandicoot had like curvy platforms and like yeah. all this extra music the textures are all crisp and colorful whereas all the other ones look and it's because he just went through and hacked stuff up just to make space for extra game i think personally and i don't think this is too bold of a claim i think that naughty dog make the best stuff on playstation purely for the fact that like all the games they release they they release like crash bandicoot which is just incredible like it's the start of playstation's kind of did you see what the playstation's first mascot looked like no should i go should i should i google it he's a big purple rock face man awful <laughs> and then crash bandicoot took that over along with like spyro and sly and everything like that it really pushed playstation forward yeah and then as time went on naughty dog then just made more games and mm -hmm. if you look even up to the playstation 4 Last of Us Part 2 is easily the most graphically impressive 
game on the PlayStation 4, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I they think just you're probably pushed right. that. <laughs> they just absolutely demolished. Last of Us 1 as well. The fact that those are like. The Last of Us 2 mm -hmm. is the. Like, they perfected how to make games on that console. And they did the mm -hmm. same with The Last of Us 1 on PS3. Like, they just yeah. nail it every time. They it's do. Ridiculous. They do. Amazing stuff. Also, the PlayStation's original mascot was called Polygon Man. Just uh, in case you wanted to know his name. All of the Crash Bandicoot games mm. came out within like, I think, a year and a half of each other. Maybe less. Really? All the, the first three, rather. Yeah. But the fact that those got pushed out and they just got progressively better and looked better on the same console is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it is, the, yeah. The intricacies of the system that they just kind of <laughs> found their way into to make something even better than what I'm sure for like anyone else could have made on that console. It's mental. oh, without a doubt. And I, I think them being so like intentionally brave to go into the library files and cut out all that data, and then to to then learn that in the first game. And then in the second game, they actually used a whole new engine. They actually redid the crash engine. Take into account what they learned hacking all that data out to make even more space. Because Crash 2 was really like, it was almost the way like Mario 64 did it with like a hub level, wasn't it? And you went through yeah. portals. Like that's exactly. what I remember. That's the that's my fondest memory of being in that part and being able to jump through the portals to go to different areas. <laughs> that's my fondest memory. That's it. <laughs> like, Podcast yeah. ends there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my fondest memory. Do, do, do. So, what do you think, Jordan? Is this a classic? Is this a burrito classic? You don't have to ask, mate. It no. definitely is. It definitely <laughs> is. How Even as someone be? who struggled through this, I've got to say that it is. Like, I, I, enjo I enjoyed it, and it was the same. It's the same as Sonic. Like, to get through it was some parts was a nightmare. Yeah, but I it made waking up from the nightmare all so much better, and to look back and uh, laugh through the nightmare. I had this crazy dream last night. Ha ha ha! I love it. <laughs> Memories, nightmares. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it has to be in there. I think it's undoubtedly a classic. Um, if you like this video, Jordan, where can they find you to see more? They can. <laughs> if you want to see more of me, you can <laughs> hey. check. Um, you can find me at the Mr. Johncourt on Twitter. And where can they find you? You can find me at HasWild on Twitter. And you can find the podcast at Grief Burrito. And YouTube probably thinks you'll like this video up here. So make sure to click on that. Make sure to subscribe, oh, yeah. like, leave us a comment what you thought of Crash Bandicoot. If you've managed to 100% it, we want to know. Because I'd love to know the percentage of people that have done this. Because it can't be very high. They're all liars. They're all liars, Harris. All liars. Liars. I also heard this week that Kendall from From the Middle Podcast loves Halo and he's dying to watch the series. I'm adding this because he's saying that he's struggling to find a soundbite of his name. And I always Hi, knew- Hi, Kendall. Hey, Kendall. I always knew he was a great man, you know? I knew he had great taste. I looked at him right in the eyes. I wanted to get up close, slide our eyelids together, touch uh, the lashes and blink, and let's halo, baby. <laughs> Kendall, uh, I'm not gonna do that to you, so. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna get so close to you, Kendall. Apparently, Harrison. <laughs> Apparently, Harrison. Hmm. Apparently. Guess what happens in the first episode of Halo? Don't, what? He takes his <laughs> helmet off in the first episode. What? That's it. End of the episode. Let's go, Jordan. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>